Jerry, put your camera on if you can. If you can't, that's okay. It's just it's easier to interact with you when I can see your lovely face. My face isn't looking very lovely. All right. Well, you don't have to. There you go. It's up to you, man. There you go. Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Hi, Jerry. Jim, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Uh, you know, grinding grinding through the, uh, I don't think spring has dog days, but uh, just grinding through, getting back uh, into the swing of things. Congress is going to have a busy session over the next few months. Hey, tell me about that. What's on the schedule first? Well, I think what, what we're going to see is uh, the, the push on infrastructure, at least the starting the starting gun on, inf- on, on President Biden's infrastructure plan, uh, starting to lay out the the uh, the 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 whether it's tax components or the actual infrastructure components, whether the Republicans actually get uh, any any traction from this White House on a bipartisan plan to shrink it from two two trillion dollars down to I think. So uh, John Cornyn came out with uh, about eight hundred billion dollars in true infrastructure. Uh, so I think that that's going to start to 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 play out uh, between uh, the Capitol and Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, we're we're going to actually, you know, Congress starting to crank out some bills. Uh, you remember Nancy Pelosi's got a very very thin majority. It's even thinner now with some retirements and members of Congress passing away. So uh, v- votes on the House floor are going to be. A party line, virtually or, or 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 modestly bipartisan, in order to move anything. But until those special elections shake out over the next couple of months, it's going to be tight majorities. Actually, a bit of bright news: we're going to have our, our low-income housing tax credit bill uh, that we have uh, we've been championing for the last several congresses. Congresses was introduced last week. Uh, this is the the larger programmatic changes. Remember, last year at the end of the year package, we were uh, we we won a great victory by getting the four percent floor enacted. Uh, for the four percent tax credit, uh, loan housing tax credit. So now this is the kind of the rest of that bill, and that is really uh, some of the programmatic changes that make the program easier to to access and use and produce more housing. So we're excited to get lobbying on that and hopefully get that into a final package at the end of this year. Well, I'm sure that our listeners uh, have also heard, uh, depending on what news channel they choose to listen to, um, the outcries of fear or the outcries of, of joy at the prospect of the United States Senate ending the filibuster. Um, I had a conversation with Senator McConnell a couple of weeks ago, and he is one who is uh, very much afraid of that effort. And as I understand it, that's going to be pretty early on the agenda is trying to to knock that out. What, what do you, what's your prognosis there? Yeah, they're going to put on some, uh, some, some voter rights legislation on the, on the Senate floor that passed the house already and see if they can break the filibuster. You've got Joe Manchin, the, the gatekeeper right now of, of, of whether things pass or not as the 50th Senator on the democratic side. He's alter- alternately said, I'm absolutely against uh, removing the filibuster then he said, I'm against removing the filibuster in most circumstances. Then he's come back out and said, no, I was serious. What don't you understand? I don't want to do it at the filibuster. Um, but, uh, you know, the, I, I wait to be seen. I think it's unlikely that the filibuster goes away, um, but I'm not yet sold. And and if it, it depends on whether or not we see some uh, some some movement on some either voter right legislation that the Democrats are pushing uh, and whether or not Senator Manchin uh, changes his tune yet again. Uh, he's going to be he's under incredible pressure 
to get on get on with the, the, the liberal program, the progressive program, because that means uh, then we're looking at D.C. statehood, possibly per, Puerto Rico statehood. Uh, the, the, if that goes away, so many shoes are going to drop. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very interesting times. But right, right now I'm, I'm holding out hope that the center mansion holds firm and you know, we, we work on things bipartisanly. Speaking of holding firm, uh, the president uh, seemed to do just the opposite uh, last week and into the weekend when talking about immigration and the number of refugees we let into the country. He initially set the number uh, the same as the Trump administration. And then he, uh, after pressure from the far left, um, uh, reversed his field, if you will. I wouldn't say collapse like a house of cards. I would just say reverse his field uh, and, and is now going to allow a lot more in. Now, is that a good thing for us? Could that mean uh, an expanded workforce or does it really not matter? Uh, it could be an expanded workforce, but I think it, I think right now it's not about refugee numbers, right? These are people that are coming from you know, dire circumstances. Uh, it's going to take a while for them to uh, you know get into the the U.S. economy and, and and kind of I'll use the word assimilate, but um, so I'm not so sure that's a that's a that's a a salve on the on the workforce issues that we have. We have got to get to a comprehensive immigration reform. Get you know secure the borders, find a solution for the crisis at the border now. Get to a visa program that can help people who want to work in this country come across the border legally into our industry. Workforce training for our, our the supply of workers here now, uh, especially since there's so many other industries. Industries that, that are not coming back full steam, restaurants, uh, you know, retail. Uh, now is the time for people who want a great paying career to, to get trained, especially by our, our friends at HBI uh, in the build, skilled building trades, earn a career, start a business, make a good buck for their family. Um, you know, that, that's really what we need to be about. The, the border crisis is, is taking a the border crisis is putting so much pressure on immigration right now. Unfortunately, it's going to to keep the comprehensive immigration reform that we need from happening. Again, the progressives jumped on Joe Biden. Uh, you can just see both sides. He's going to get it from on this issue. There's there's a hard way out. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you in theory, but uh, these guys couldn't even agree on small immigration reform. Right. Just, they're certainly not going to agree on a comprehensive one. I think that is years off, unfortunately. Um, another issue that I got to ask you about is the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, I know that uh, once again, the president created a commission um, to look at the notion of expanding the court. Uh, the president uh, then uh, endorsed the idea of some of the legislation that's been introduced for expanding the court. So we don't really know where he is on this. Um, but what's the prospects of, of of this bill that was introduced on the House side uh, getting traction? I think slim. Uh, maybe it gets maybe it gets traction from from the the, the progressives and the far left. But I think that's about it. Um, it it's going to be really hard to, to pack the court here. If, if, if you're a Republican and you expect the, the, the Democratic majorities in the House and Senate to overreach in these first two years and then turn essentially uh, through the midterm elections, turn control of the House or, or Senate back to the public, this is a classic example of overreach. I think the American public would react other than the fringe, the fringe left would react really poorly to packing the court, adding four more seats just so Joe Biden could put four liberals on there. Um, I'm really dubious on it happening. Uh, you and I were together uh, when 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 Justice Scalia passed away unexpectedly. Um, 
you, you know, the, the, the court will, 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 will turn at some point, whether through retirements or, 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 or deaths uh, to, to, to level out. I don't think we need, uh, we need to pack the court here. I think it's really dangerous. Not that I disagree with you, but the listeners need to be aware. Uh, the number of, of justices that sit on the Supreme Court is, in fact, up to Congress to choose. That's right. So uh, there have been uh, 10 justices before. I think that's the most there's ever been. Uh, but it's been nine for over 100 years right. now. And, uh, it seems to have worked relatively well. But uh, we'll go from there. I uh, mean, the left, Jerry, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you, what, what drives me crazy about this issue in a lot of ways is you have Justice Breyer, now the oldest of the the the, the left the, the 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 liberal faction, he's being pressured publicly publicly to retire. Now I know it's a lifetime appointment, but you got to give my man a time to, to to do what he wants to do here. The guy's whip smart, obviously, uh, you know a a a jurist at heart. I mean, it's just the left is just clamoring to get somebody quote unquote old off the court so they can put somebody young on there for the next thirty or forty years. I just it, just everything. This whole issue drives me crazy. Anyway, sorry. Well, let's go to another issue that's driving us both crazy and our members as well. Um, any updates at all on the lumber front? Yeah, uh, other than record high prices again last week, um, the uh, we, we've hit. Uh, let's see, what's my what's my number here? We're at eleven eleven oh four last week on on lumber prices per thousand board foot. Um, it's out of control. Doesn't even do it justice. We continue to have conversations with with the White House and Capitol Hill on the issue. Uh, we are we are having conversations with the, with the secretary, the the, the, the Commerce Department uh, this week, uh, as well as we did last week. So uh, it is it is top of mind. I'll, I'll tell you, Jerry, I was on Capitol Hill last week with with Chuck Falk and Jerry Conter for uh, a, a a substitute for what their their normal leadership visits are usually in in in, in March uh, in February. Uh, but we were able to meet with many members of Congress in person. Oftentimes, we were the first meeting that some Senate offices had had in over a year. Um, and in every every stop, the first issue out of a member of Congress or Senator's mouth was lumber. Tell me about lumber. All I'm hearing about is lumber. I've talked to my loggers. I've talked to my builders. Uh, so it is top of mind on Capitol Hill. Uh, our grassroots continue. I think we're up to you know almost three thousand or over three thousand uh, inputs to Capitol Hill. So we are we're going to turn that into action, uh, and we're pursuing many different angles on Capitol Hill to keep the pressure on the administration to do something about lumber. Well, we, we've got to keep the pressure on. This isn't an issue that is going to turn on a dime. Um, we've got to keep the pressure on uh, on Capitol Hill. And a big thank you to our grassroots yep. the media uh, and kudos to our colleagues in our public affairs department that are really, really uh, getting uh, as good a press coverage on this as anything we've ever gotten. Yeah. But also um, to uh, the uh, the the. Home Innovation Research Lab, which is starting to uh, look into a, other alternatives to, 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 to wood framing. Um, I've seen this in the past. You, you have too. When prices get too high for too long, uh, our builders start to look at steel framing. Uh, and as it stands now, uh, with some of the positions staked by the administration on the environment, um, you know, recycled steel might be a more environmentally agreeable uh, framing material. We'll have to know as we talk to these guys, but the bottom line is NHB is exploring every avenue of relief 
uh, for our members. So we're still working it. We'll see what happens in the next couple of uh, weeks, and we'll talk about it again on this podcast. I'm virtually certain of that. <laughs> yeah. The last issue that I wanted to raise, I, I think, is one that um, is interesting, and that is the possibility of an expanded housing market uh, with the frequency of the sightings of these UFOs flying over <laughs> the United States. There, there does seem to be a a a, a renewed uh, interest uh, from the from from other other worlds in the in the uh, the little blue marble uh, third from the sun here in our solar in the Milky Way or in our solar system. Yeah, I look the, the last thing we need, Jerry, right now with the, with lumber prices and other other supply side constraints, is more people looking for 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 homes right now. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe a geodesic dome made out of steel, uh, that, that would be more appropriate for these guys, these, uh, beings, but, uh, yeah, we don't need, we don't need any aliens coming down. Well, I think that's all we have for today, Jim. Uh, we're looking forward to a busy week and, yep. um, I look forward to talking to you again next week yep. on the next episode of housing developments. Uh, but for now I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Bye-bye. Bye.